Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. A lot of it sounds like the American dream, you know, this is what's going to fall. And it, it really should challenge you as a believer is what you put your trust in, what's your hope in, what's your trust in, what are you banking on? What are you believing in with all of your heart? Because we're going to learn here that there's a world system that God said that whole thing's going to fall down and come to nothing. Hopefully your hope, your faith, your trust is not in any of those things. And if it is, we can shift that today. Oh, how easy it is to be drawn to the many attractions of this world. Whether politics, money, careers, or relationships, there is so much clamoring for not only our attention, but our devotion. In today's message, Pastor Bill will take a look at Babylon in Revelation 18 and how, in the end times, only God and those who put their trust in Him will be standing. May we be encouraged to always keep our hearts and minds fixated on the Lord, no matter what enticing alternatives come our way. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Revelation, chapter 18. As he begins his message, Babylon is fallen. Father, we thank you for a new day, a new opportunity to gather, to praise you, Lord, to worship you, and to study your word. Uh, God, as we look at today, Revelation chapter 18, and continue to look at the, the fall of this, this system, this Babylonian system in which we live, Lord, God, I pray you would expose things that would help us to love you and cling to you more. God, I pray you would reveal things that would help us to know what to avoid and stay away from. Uh, God, and I pray more than anything else, as we're in the book of Revelation, that you would reveal more of you to us as we study your word today. Uh, Jesus, we love you. We're grateful. We're thankful for who you are, what you have done for us, and the great love with which you have loved us with. And so now, God, speak to us through your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So for you guys that have been trucking through the book of Revelation with us, we're on our way out today of a lot of the, the large judgments and things that are coming down. Chapter 17 dealt with religious Babylon. Chapter 18, today we'll see the fall of the commercial political Babylon. And let me explain how these things play out in culture before we jump into it. Religious, spiritual Babylonian system is this. Satan is in charge of both. The Antichrist is running them. These are systems that are in place that literally take people away from God, deceive people from following the truth. Satan is behind it saying, let me confuse people from the truth. The thing that gets us on the path of the truth for the believer is going to be the word of God. This is how we're going to know what is of God and what is not of God. This is how we're able to judge between truth and error. This is what you guys should be judging me by. You should judge pastors by what's the things that God has written in the word of God that everybody should be judged by this book. God's word won't be wrong. Amen. And so Satan is Satan. So there's these false systems in place. But the word of God will keep us from the error. For you guys that are going through First John with us, you know, one of the things that John said this last Wednesday is that he wrote these things to keep us from those that try to deceive us from the truth. And so God says, I've written things in the word to keep you safe from those that would try to deceive you. Also, I've placed within you the Holy Spirit who will guide you into all truth. So even when you run up on something that you're not even, it's not your educational wise, maybe your spiritual education can't explain why it's wrong. 
God says there'll be an inner witness of the spirit that says, that ain't right. Something ain't right about that. And you can go, you can just kick rocks and go pray about it and let the Lord give you clarity later. So God says, I will guide you into all truth. I got you covered. Well, today we're looking at, again, commercial and political Babylon. These are, this is another way that Satan seeks to control people, uh, control our desires, control our minds, control us. And I would just say right up front, if you're a Christian and let's say you're, you know, some people are very political. Um, you're very involved in the political process. I'm not knocking your involvement, but I will knock if that's what you trust in. If you believe in that to change the world, I would just tell you right now, 150 billion percent disagree. It actually disagrees with everything God teaches. God says, how is the world going to be changed God's way? One soul at a time. Amen. The gospel reaching one soul, that is the answer to all of man's ills, all of the sin, all of the, you take whatever the wickedness that bugs you, murder, theft, lying, whatever, you, whatever bothers you, whatever sins, it's salvation by faith in Christ, one soul at a time, transformed. And as God gets another one for him, that's one more pulled out. Another one for him, it's one more pulled out. If we buy into the system that we're in, that says, if we get the right people in place, we can fix it all. It's like saying, God, we believe in this system that's under you. We believe in that system. We believe in those men. We believe if we get the right men in charge, we'll fix things. And God doesn't tell us that in the word anywhere. When Israel was a theocracy and they said, we want a king like the other nations. And God said, okay, you can, you can have, I'm gonna give you what you asked for. And God stepped down and what did he give them? So he got sorry Saul and Saul, you know, he, he looked good at first. He was humble. He was head and shoulders taller than everybody else. He looked like he was a good pick. But Saul was a chump. Saul, when it was time to go fight the giant, he was the biggest guy. Right. And it was time to go fight a, a giant. He was like, hey, guys, everybody, come on over here. One of y'all go fight the giant. I'll give you one of my daughters as a wife and you won't have to pay taxes. He was a chump. And his life spun out of control before it was all done. Then God gave him David, man after God's own heart. And as great as he was, we all know that he was flawed. We've never had, nor will we ever have righteous government again until Jesus himself is ruling and reigning. We have to know that and believe that. So we live in a system, this world, but we don't believe in this system because the Bible says we're passing through. Amen. This is not even my home. I'm passing through this place and I got a job to do while I'm here. So I can't get too tattered down to the things in this world. So with that introduction, let's look at Revelation chapter 18. I'm going to read verses one through three it says, after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And so, it opens up with another angel. So God has heavily used angels throughout Revelation, throughout Scripture in general. Uh, angels are God's messengers, his servants. He sends them out to do things. You know, in Revelation, these final judgments, God is using these angels to pour out the different judgments. 
This angel, it says, uh, came down from heaven and he had great authority. Um, God had given him great authority, great power. He had, he had a job to do and authority from God was given to him. That just want to remind you guys that we're also God's messengers and great authority has been given to you and me as a messenger of God. Jesus said in the Great Commission, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he told us, now I want you to go. I'm giving this authority. I want you to go. I have all the authority. And I'm telling you to go in all the world and do what? Make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teaching them all things I've commanded you. And he said this, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And so we've been authorized by the one with all authority. So these angels are going out in the authority that God gave them. This angel, I'm sorry. And it says the earth was illuminated with his glory. So it was a glorious angel. There was light that shone from him. He cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And he begins to say all that's taken place has become the dwelling place of demons and, and so forth and so on. And so angels can show up as people, if you didn't know that. It says in Hebrews 13, 2, that we got to be careful to entertain strangers because some have unknowingly entertained angels unaware. What if you got to heaven and found out you angels showed up and you dogged them out? He was like, get, get out of my face. You know, what if you was rude to an angel? You know, um, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't want an angel enemy. You know, like angel come back and smack you down. You, you trip on the corner of the carpet that, you know, wasn't there. And it'd be the angel like that's what you, you know, I don't think they do stuff like that. But anyway, we, we can entertain angels unaware. They're in this unseen realm. They show up in the seen realm. The cool thing about angels is they're for, they're for us. They're on our team. They belong to the Lord. They're doing God's biddings. And so. These angels here, uh, this angel is mighty. He's got great authority. He's illuminating uh, the earth with his glory. And he cries out mightily and he says emphatically, Babylon, the greatest fallen is fallen. He's speaking it here present, but this is a future thing. This is something that's going to take place. Here's what we can gather, because everything we're going to read about after this is the world system, the Babylonian system and all the things that are going on in our world. A lot of it sounds like the American dream, you know. This is what's going to fall. And it really should challenge you as a believer is what you put your trust in, what's your hope in, what's your trust in, what are you banking on, what are you believing in with all of your heart? Because we're going to learn here that there's a world system that God said that whole thing's going to fall down and come to nothing. Hopefully your hope, your faith, your trust is not in any of those things. And if it is, we can shift that today. But he says again in verse two that he's crying out Babylon. The great is fallen, is fallen. And he says this, it's become a dwelling place for, so this, this system, this world system, it's become a dwelling place of demons. So you got an angel letting you know that there's a demonic realm at work in this world system. It's the dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Then notice this, we got three things mentioned the nations, the kings of the earth, the merchants of the earth. Hear this. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So if it says all nations, is the nation that you live in part of all nations? So the nation that we live in, America, this great nation, and I don't mean to be sarcastic when I say that, but I, I, I'm annoyed a little bit at people that raise up America as though, like, man, this is, we are, this is, Almost like America and Christianity are the same. 
And anybody that does a, a faithful study on this nation will find that there are some really bad things that this nation has done to people. And so I'm not willing to overlook that or, you know, I'm glad to be here. It's better than a lot of other places. You know, there's a lot of positives, but it's a wicked place. And it's got to be a world power by doing wicked things to people. And so I'm not going to turn a blind eye to that and become this, you know, American is not Christianity. So I'm very careful with that because it says, look, all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. All nations are drunk with it. So this nation is drunk with it as well. Maybe more drunk than some people are willing to acknowledge, but we live in a nation that's drunk with the same, the same ideologies, the same ideas. And it says all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. What is that? When you think of drunks being drunk with something, you're intoxicated, you're under its influence. So all nations are under the influence of this system. And so God is making me aware that, look, I live in a world system. I live in a nation. It's drunk with that. So I don't want to be guided by the nation, right? We learned earlier when Satan gets bound and he gets released, what does he go right back to deceive? The nations. That's where he's like, I'm, I'm deceiving. I'm not deceiving people. I'm, I'm out here deceiving whole nations at a time. So when I can see a whole nation going a certain way, I got to be careful. I'm a child of God. I'm part of a different kingdom. And if the whole nation goes that way, I got to be able to line up with the book and say, that's not the way I'm going to be going. I mean, everybody seems to agree. It's on the news. It's on the TV. It's on the media. But I'm reading my Bible and my Bible says that way. Now I got to still line up and go that way. Amen. So all nations have drunk the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then it says the kings of the earth. Who are the, who are the kings? The kings are your world leaders. So the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. This is symbolic talk, right? We know fornication is, is illicit sex. Fornication is sex outside of marriage. It's not okay. It's, it's sex in a not right, you know, scenario. God said, look, the kings of the earth, they're in bed. They've committed fornication with her, with this system. The kings of the earth, the leaders of the earth. And so, again, as much as we, what are we supposed to do for our leaders? Pray for our leaders. We pray for them. We pray that God would keep them. We pray that our leaders would make decisions that would allow the church to move without hindrance, to do the work that God has called us to do. That's what we do for the leaders. But here it says, look, the kings of the earth, the leaders of the earth, they've committed fornication with her. Then it says the merchants of the earth. These are those that are buying and selling, those that are running businesses, those that are making money. The kings of the earth, the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Here's what we learn here. This system is run by Satan. Satan has allowed some to become rich. There are merchants that have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And so as much as there are instances where God may bless someone to be wealthy or to have a lot, not saying it's bad to have a lot of God has blessed you to have a lot. But God says, look, there are people that Satan has bestowed this upon them. Satan has enabled them to have a lot, to be rich through the abundance and We'll see as we go through it, the luxury and the things that they have, these are not necessities. These are extravagant things. These are over and above type stuff. And it says, look, Satan has enabled them. They become rich through the abundance of her luxury, the merchants of the earth, those that are buying and selling. And I thought of this. I was kind of meditating on this and thinking of all the businesses that exploit the poor. 
these businesses that will find, you know, sweatshops and they got people working in unsafe conditions or people doing just to make a buck, just to turn a buck, just to make a little bit more money. What we'll do to people, what we'll do to human beings that God cares about for a few bucks. And God says, look, there, Satan has endowed people. Um, there are people that are wealthy by Satan's desire, by his own plan. And this is part of this, this world system in which we live. Again, I, I want to back up off of this and just say for the believer, right? If we can be minded towards heaven, where we say, God, I'm in the world, right? But I'm not of this world. I am a pilgrim, like your word says. I'm passing through this place. I got things to do. I got to focus. I got a job. I got a limited amount of time to do it. I want to hear you clearly. I want to be faithful in my, my outreach, my witness, my light for you. I want to do the best I can with what you give me. I want to be a good steward over my resources. Um, if you bless me to be wealthy, I want to use it for your glory. If I'm not wealthy, I, I want to, you know, I want to glorify you in, in, in that, you know, whatever situation that I'm in. But be careful that you don't let the world in which you live help you decide who you want to be, what you want to be, and how you want to live. Because, again, I live in a world where the system of the world, the leaders of the world, they're all drunk on some other stuff. And so that thing that we call the American dream, I've always not liked the idea of the, the American dream because it doesn't have anything to do with God. You have people that come. It seems great. America is the land of opportunity. And it's a, it's a, it's a, you, you can have you can you can get wealth and you can achieve things and get a business and make money. And it's like, and where's God and all that and die and go to hell with your business. Right. Because there are stars that die all the time. I won't name people because it's, it's still sad they die. They die millionaires, billionaires, but many of them die without Christ. And we celebrate them. We do parade for them. We do everything else. And it's like, man, who told that person about Jesus? Because none of that money can go with them now, right? It's, it's all left behind. They can't take it with them. It can't buy them favor with God. It's irrelevant now. It's just left behind. And that person has a soul. And we sometimes we get caught up and we we love our heroes and our athletes and our musicians and our movie stars. And I wonder sometimes that when those movie stars and sports people and people, when they interact with believers, I wonder how often believers are looking at them, hoping for a picture or some memorabilia, not realizing that you have what they need. Right. They don't have what you need. You actually have what they need. And that's been my, my attitude. If I ever get to meet or interact with someone that's a star, I realize everybody they meet wants something from them. And that's my attitude. I want to say first thing, I don't want from you. I don't want anything from you. I don't want a picture. I don't want an uh, autograph. I don't want anything from you. I want to give something to you. And we just give them the gospel. They, they need to hear the gospel. They're in a peculiar place. They're being worshipped. Everybody loves them. Nobody's going to tell them no wrong about them. They need to hear the gospel. So we got to be careful about these things. Let's look at verses four through eight now. It says, and I heard another voice from heaven. So we had first the voice of the angel. He says, now we have another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues for her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you and repay her double according to her works. In the cup of which she is mixed, mixed double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen and am no widow 
and will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. So we see now as we're in the end times and we're in the tribulation period, God is speaking to the saints on the earth. The saints on the earth are the what saints? The tribulation saints, because the church, if y'all did it right, right, if, if, if we're saved, where are we at? If you down here for the tribulation, you messing around right now. You you fooling around. You playing games, right? The church is in heaven. We've been raptured. We've been caught up to be with the Lord forever to be with him. We won't come back until the twenty the, the thousand year millennial reign where we rule and reign with Christ. But there are tribulation saints. God has been merciful and gracious in the midst of judgment. God has been saving people on the earth. And God tells those people, this other voice from heaven says, come out of her. Come out of her, my people. That's why I believe this is God's voice God says, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and receive of her plagues. Her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. And so they're being called out. The tribulation saints are being called out. Stay away from it. Judgment is coming to her. Though, and this is the thing, too. The, think about this for the tribulation saints. They're living in a time when even more visible than today, we can acknowledge that Satan is running things because God says that Satan is a prince of power of the air. But during the tribulation period, literally, Satan is running things. Um, the Antichrist, the, they're, they're all in charge. They're running the show. The church is absolutely suppressed. Any believers are, believers are dying for their faith. There's, there's nothing to support the church at this time. All they have is their hope in Jesus until they die and go to be with him. They're living in a very difficult time. And God said, look, don't get caught up. Don't fall into the trap. Her judgment is coming. A little, they got a little while longer. Y'all got to hang in there and stay away from it. And so we got to be mindful too that while we're living down here, it's tempting sometimes. How many of you guys have ever been tempted as you looked at the world and prosperity and stuff? Who's ever been tempted in their heart to say, I, I want some of that? All of us, right? I, I see stuff all the time now. They know how to market us. If you go look at something on one website, then it's like, well, wait a minute, how did, how did I, I was looking at dog collars on another website, you know, and then I'm on another, I'm on a, a social media and I'm getting commercials for dog collars. I'm like, it's like they knew I looked at it. They're like, oh, let's hit them. Let's hit them with all the cool dog collar stuff and see if we can't get them to buy something. I'm like, man, they, they, they're on us. And it's marketing everywhere. People are mastered the art of marketing people. So we got to be eyes wide open, alert and aware. I live in a very materialistic society. If you're in America, you have compared to a lot of places in the rest of the world, we, even if you seem like you don't have enough here, compared to somebody else somewhere else, we're rich. We're doing very well. We have more than enough. We got fat, poor people in America. So it's like the poor people in America have more than enough to eat. You know, it's like, so you look at other places in the world where poor is literally poor. They literally don't have enough and they go without on a regular basis we live in a society where we have more than enough. But all you got to do, even though God has blessed you with more than enough, is you can look over the fence of somebody with more and become dissatisfied with what you already have. So believers got to be careful that we look to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you. We, we just want to be grateful. Whatever, whatever state of life we're in, Paul said, I've learned rather to be, whether I bound or I'm a base, in all ways, he said, I've learned to be content. And then you know what? The context for the verse that we all use for everything else, I can do all things. Through Christ. That's the context for that verse. Paul says, look, I've, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I've been, I've abounded. I've had excess 
and I was content. And I've had not enough. I've been a base and I was content. I've learned in whatever state God allows me to be in to be content. And then he says, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We know there are many ways that you can spend your day, but we're delighted that you chose to spend time with us today here on A Transforming Word. Pastor Bill is working his way through the book of Revelation. There are a variety of things addressed in this book. There are letters written to churches, lots of imagery and prophecy, and the best part, a coming king who will reign supreme. Don't you just love a good story where good overcomes evil? Jesus is the ultimate in this, bringing good and restoring all that's broken and lost. What a wonderful savior. How do you engage with the book of Revelation? Is it scary to you? Is it confusing? Is it inspiring? We'd like to help you through what you're thinking as you're listening to these messages. Our number is 310-245-4811. Feel free to give us a call. We'd love to connect with you. Just in case you missed it, that number is 310-245-4811. A Transforming Word is a radio ministry based out of Calvary Chapel, Inglewood, in Inglewood, California. Would you come visit us? Sunday morning services are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. For those not in the area, you can live stream our service on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Look for links on our website, calvaryinglewood.org. Our time with you today is about up, but please join us again for the next edition as God continues to reveal His plan for the world and for us. On behalf of Pastor Bill and the rest of the production team, thanks for being a part of A Transforming Word.